0: to another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your guest host, our very own social media maven, Mackenzie Passeger. Hey guys, welcome back to Exploring Washington State. I'm your guest host this week, Mackenzie. Today, I am so excited to have Graham on. He is the founder of Ridgeline Rings based out of Spokane, Washington. He makes some of the most beautiful bentwood rings that we have seen, and he recently started working with elk antlers. Come give us a listen to find out more about him. Thanks for being on today, Graham.
1: Hey there, Mackenzie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on.
0: Yeah, we're excited to share with our audience about your Bentwood rings. Why don't you kick that off and tell us a little bit about them?
1: Sure. So most often the first question I get in regards to these is what is a bent wood ring? Um, Basically bent wood refers to the process uh, by which I make these pieces of jewelry. I'll take thin strips of hardwood and then steam them to make them pliable and bend them into shape to create these rings. The main reason that I do that is it creates a much stronger ring because in bending the wood around the circumference of the ring, you eliminate the end grain, which is naturally going to be your weakest parts in a wooden ring. So without those weak points, they're much stronger and uh, stand up to -to day-to-day wear much more better.
0: So how long do you have to steam the wood for to be able to bend it?
1: Yeah, so luckily for me, um, I actually start with pretty thin uh, strips to begin with, so they don't take days or weeks to actually have the steam permeate them i can do it uh, within a day actually Um, so that's really nice both for my workflow and um, just in general
0: and you're using elk antlers for the wood
1: yes um i just started um a line with elk antler um being displayed on the rings. That's been a great journey. I like experimenting a lot in what I do. I try not to stay stagnant and I try to come out with new designs and new materials all the time. And the newest one right now is elk antler. Um, I had a couple of antler sheds that I found while I was hiking and I decided to try and um, mess around with them and see what we could do. And I was really pleased with the result. So now uh, we do offer elk antler bands with um, hardwood liners on the inside, both for aesthetic Um, comfort and strength, that wood adds a lot of strength to the antler.
0: What would you say the biggest difference between working with wood and working with
1: an actual antler
0: is? Because they're obviously two completely different materials.
1: Absolutely. Um, And it also kind of depends a lot on what you want to do to either the wood or the antler too. If I'm inlaying stone into it, if I'm trying to inlay silver, that's a whole different process for both of those materials. But I would say mostly the biggest difference is with the antler, I'm not bending it, right? I'm actually milling that to the dimensions I need and then um, inserting the bent wood liner on the inside to give it that strength. And antler just as a material tends to be a little bit more finicky. It will chip more easily if you don't treat it right. Um, And so it just takes a little bit more care, whereas the wood, um, once it's bent into shape, is astoundingly hardy
0: which material would you say had the larger learning curve for you working with wood or working with the antlers because i'm i you don't see a lot of wood rings out on the market and you definitely don't Mm -hmm. see any or very many elk antler rings or inserts at all
1: yeah i would say working with wood initially took longer just because i was coming at it from um, a base of zero knowledge Uh, this um, company started actually as a Mother's Day gift. Um, I decided to make one of these for my mom as a gift to her, just kind of out of the blue, and it became something that I loved doing. Became a passion of mine, and then eventually became a business. After that, so starting from zero, I would say uh, I was a much steeper learning curve for the wood. And once I was kind of familiar and comfortable with this process and what um, kind of what I needed to do to make a beautiful and durable ring. Then I moved into the antler and already kind of had a game plan to move forward with that. Okay. So it was a little quicker.
0: How did you get to the idea of making a ring out of wood for your mom for Mother's Day? I mean, most people get her a (laughs) card or some rings, but she must have a special connection to trees or nature for you to get to that
1: idea. Yeah. So it was a combination of a lot of things. Um, first of all, we are a pretty outdoorsy family. I grew up in a little town in Montana called Hamilton, which is sandwiched in between two mountain ranges. So lots of time in the woods, lots of time hiking. Um, my mom is probably one of the most brilliant equestrians I've ever known. So she grew up with horses and, uh, always working, always moving. And so I wanted to do something that kind of harkened back to that. Um, Another reason was a kind of just a personal affinity for this kind of stuff. I love working with my hands. I like making things. At the time um, I was in, uh, at college, um, my degrees are actually in biology and chemistry. So it's a little different world than I am right now. But um, I think a lot of those attributes actually meld in well with this work because it you need to be very detail-oriented. You need to be very conscious about what you're doing and systematic. Otherwise, it's not going to get... The product or the reproducibility that you want
0: that's quite a story <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it was
0: a lot I mean to get yeah it's interesting mm-hmm. to me chatting with different creators and artists on this podcast because I haven't met anyone yet that is actually in the field what they went to school for And it's it's interesting hearing people's journeys from point A and they go around a
1: million ways and end up at point B. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, I really value that journey. You know, I've never I've never once felt like, oh, I wasted my major or I'm I'm I should be doing something else. Um, To me, I value the education that I got because it taught me how to learn. It taught me um, how capable I am at learning new things. Um, and I've always got that background to fall back on. If I want to do something back in my field of study, I can always go back to that. And it's, it's something that I'm really grateful that I have that opportunity both um, right now with Ridgeline Rings um, and in the future.
0: So going back to your ring selection, which ring was your first creation?
1: My first creation actually is not represented (laughs) amongst my current styles.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, as you can imagine, generation one um, is quite different from um, the product I produce now. Uh, But it was a banded ring with about uh, three different wood species in it. Um, Just kind of um, stages banded together of different woods.
0: Okay. And how did you grow from first generation to which generation are you on now?
1: Probably four.
0: Okay. Probably,
1: Yeah. Um, the biggest difference I think is in the preparation and the finishing process. The body of the ring itself hasn't changed because that um, bending style is what grants it its strength and that's the biggest deal. Um, so I learned how to prepare the wood a lot better because wood itself naturally doesn't really want to bend that's you know not its natural state and so it's go- it'll want to crack or break on you instead of bending fluidly in a circle so that was a big um difference generation one and now um and the finishing process i have changed um the top coat that i use on my rings which makes them um much more waterproof durable um good for day-to-day stuff
0: where are you sourcing the wood for for
1: your rings yeah. So the wood itself comes from all over the world, mm-hmm. excuse me, just based on um, what tones I want, or a lot of times um, people will have um, significance to a certain region. Um, a good example of that is there was a couple I made a matching set for that were married in the Redwoods and I was able to put Redwood Burl into their matching set to kind of do a connection to them. So that's kind of cool to me regionally. Um, the uh, manufacturer that mills, the raw lumber for me is actually out of North Carolina, but the wood itself comes from all over.
0: Okay. How much wood would you say it takes to make one ring? I mean, obviously with sizing, it's
1: going to change a little bit, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, something I'm really grateful for as well with this style is ordinarily, um, if you were to make a wooden ring, you would take, um, a block of wood, maybe, uh, two inches, a two inch cube, two by two by two. Mm -hmm. Um, if you were Pretty efficient um, and mill that. Uh, that's a lot of waste for the ring that you're getting. Um, these rings, I'm able to take a strip and essentially um, it's probably 80 to 90% less waste because I'm using the entirety of the wood that I'm bending, um, except for just kind of trimming to make the profile of the ring.
0: Okay. So, what does a day in the life look like for you?
1: Yeah. With. So, um Since I created, run, and manufacture everything for this company, it's kind of it's varied day to day. You know, one day I might be at an art show, another day is just solely in the shop making things, which those are the days I like. Um, other days are administrative days, kind of like right now. love um, talking to people, doing collaborations, um, just answering the slew of emails that I'm sure you're familiar with too. Um yes. so it's the good news is um it it keeps you on your toes and there's not a lot of monotony involved which is nice because there's always different things to do.
0: Right. So you're a one man show then. Currently, yes. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of responsibility laying on your
1: shoulders. It's true, but the kind of the, the thing that helps me is it's responsibility for myself. Mm-hmm. If I were providing for 10 others, um, it's a it's a whole different ballgame. So um, in a way, it's kind of nicer, but it's also um, kind of um, interesting and, and scary sometimes because there is no safety net, right? No. Your, your security is yourself and what you do and um, and how you present um, the vision that you have. So that's that can be really fun and really freeing, and also um, pretty daunting sometimes. Yeah, it can be terrifying on those days
0: where you yeah. don't know. <laughs>
1: But I have to say on that note is I am so glad that I took that chance and and that I am pursuing this opportunity, you know, and for anyone listening, um, if you have an idea that you think is worth pursuing, try to find ways to make it a reality instead of focusing on the ways that it might be hard. Take that leap of faith into yourself, so to say. Yeah. And also remain open, right? You need to, (laughs) you need to have a realistic outlook, not be flexible. Works. Yeah. And so um just because something might not be working right now with your idea doesn't mean that it's a bad idea or you can't continue. It just means you might need to make a change to make it work.
0: Right. So as a very busy man, how yes. do you how do you enjoy your free time in Spokane?
1: Yeah. How do you relax?
0: Um, how do you get away from the business and of all of the work that's piling up and emails and phone calls? Don't talk about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that a dream um, yeah um no so i like i like being active when i can um even if it's just going for a walk in one of the parks spokane actually does a great job with having a lot of public park access it's really nice Definitely. So going to palisades going to Manitoba, going to riverfront park all that's great um uh pre um Pre-2020, uh, I used to do a lot of sports. Um, so uh tennis, basketball, golf. I was even part of a City League kickball team, which was just the best. That <laughs> it sounds so like a lot fun. of fun. <laughs> yeah, so staying active because you know, day-to-day job. I'm in the shop and I'm fairly sedentary, so I like to try and get out and move when I can. Um, hiking, backpacking, fishing. That's always fun. Um, and if I'm feeling lazy, I do like uh, video gaming from time to time, too. I think it's a good way to kind of purge my mind and, and just focus on something else entirely. It's a good way to de-stress. Mm-hmm. It's a very good way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that being said, what is your favorite part about what you do? what What makes you the happiest that you decided to pursue this after making your mom a lovely Mother's Day mm-hmm. present? What
1: has made this all
0: worth it for you?
1: I would say it's twofold. Um, first of all, just the act of creating something is fun for me. Um, I love both, even if it's a style I've done before, I like seeing the finished product. Um, if it's a style I'm trying for the first time, that that exploration, that experimentation is really fun for me and just being um, in the shop and being creative is, is great. Um, I'm not a particularly social person. I'm a little more introverted. Um, so as much as I like talking to people, it wears me out. Um, so like at the end of a show or something, end of a three day show, 10 hours a day, I'm, I'm wiped and way more so than, you know, I grew up on a ranch in Montana doing manual labor and bucking bales and irrigation. I'm way more tired after a show than I am a day of manual labor. <laughs> Just It's what drains me. But, um, something I was surprised about that I really enjoy about this work is actually speaking to the people as much as tiring as it might be for me finding out what they're interested in, why they value what I do, seeing them get excited about what I do makes me excited too. Um, and just being able to talk to people because a lot of what I do is custom too. And so if they want to design their own style, that's a lot of fun for me because people have different, um, expectations or they place importance on different things and getting to learn that and create something that works for them is is a blast.
0: I think having a customized ring is a beautiful idea. And I think as someone who's making those rings, that has to be extremely flattering having people come to you and saying, hey, I love your work. Can we try something a little bit different? I trust you.
1: Yeah, it is. It's Um, also a lot of responsibility. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's a good thing. Honestly, yeah. you know, if I didn't feel a sense of responsibility or obligation to them, then I, I might not put as much of my, my time and my effort into it as I do. So I'm, I'm grateful for the, both the trust they place in me and the importance I place on that trust. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to say
0: earlier, we're on video, so I can see your face. People listening yeah. to this can't see it. And there was a the short look of, oh, But in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you think sets your rings apart from other people who might be doing something
1: similar to these bentwood rings? Sure. So um, there are other wooden ring manufacturers out there, and the, the biggest difference I can say is kind of what we've already talked about, the fact that the structure of these is a bentwood ring, not a standard milled wooden ring. Right. Um, also, um, my rings that I create are completely waterproof, which is not always a guarantee, even amongst some other bentwood manufacturers. So, you know, you can you can wash your hands, you can take a shower, you can use soaps and lotions and not have to worry about it. Um, I actually got scuba certified whilst wearing mine, so salt water, hours in the ocean was fine. Um, that's a big deal to me. Um, and uh, it's something that I'm pretty proud of.
0: I think that's great. Um, so your rings can withstand pretty much anything. It sounds like
1: is that's there... always a tough claim to make. Yeah, um, almost. I yeah, <laughs> Weird, yeah. Um, I, I, the way I usually describe it is, I'm very proud of the way I make these rings. I'm proud of what they can stand up to. I'm proud of the way that they wear. I'm proud of the way that they feel. But when it comes down to it, it still is a wooden ring, right? If you expect it to um, stand up the way a titanium ring will, um, that I think is an improper expectation just because they're different materials and titanium is used to build spaceships and wood is not. Um, <laughs> so uh, usually, what I yeah <laughs> usually what I tell people is Um, the only time I take I wear mine every day. The only time I take mine off is when I'm doing something really abrasive. So if I'm working out, if I'm doing heavy manual labor or digging in the garden, I'm either going to wear gloves. Exactly. That sandpaper is literally used to alter these rings. That's its purpose. So, um, I'll wear gloves or I'll take it off during those kinds of activities. But other than that, for me day to day, you know, when I'm out there hiking or backpacking or fishing or swimming, I have it on me.
0: Right. If someone is wearing your ring and it does get scuffed up from, you know, any of the activities that we just mentioned that you should probably be wearing gloves, what would be the steps? Are you able to polish it to get it back to a semi-original quality?
1: Yeah, so the the goal for me is to limit self-care for these, meaning hopefully you shouldn't have to worry about it. Now, if something happens, if something slips your mind and you go move around rocks in the backyard and you've got a scuff in your ring now that you're not pleased with, um, there is a refinishing policy on my website where you can go there, send it to me, and for about 40 bucks, I'll completely refinish your ring for you, get it back like new, and send it to you. So um, there are avenues to, to refurbish your ring, much like traditional jewelry. You can get it in and get it polished.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess I should have asked this earlier. So you're from Montana and you moved to Spokane, but what was the pull for you to move to Spokane?
1: Yeah, um, schooling. So um, I moved from Hamilton to Spokane to go to Whitworth University. Um, Great school. Loved it there. Loved my time there. Um, And after I graduated, there's not a huge amount of job opportunity in Hamilton, Montana. So
0: unless you're on um, a ranch,
1: unless you're on a ranch yeah um so i stayed there and um in spokane and i was surprised by how much i fell in love with spokane because i'm not really a city person i grew up in a small town people wear me out i like the woods i like the wilderness i like being by myself and spokane is a great balance i think of city amenities And having that option to do social things, but also not looming over you. There's parks you can go to you're, you know, 30, 40 minutes from um, federal land, that kind of stuff, public land. Um, So that's really great. Um, I like that a lot. That
0: is a really nice balance that Spokane does have. And I think a lot of people from the West side, you know, especially from Seattle, when they think of Spokane, Mm -hmm. they just kind of laugh, but they forget that there is the nice city balance and the nice outdoors nature balance that that it offers. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Spokane. It's one of my, if I could move there, I would.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you would like our audience to know about you before we get off here? Is there anything that slipped my mind?
1: Hmm. Um... I don't think so. Um, I would just say to people, my goal in creating these in addition to trying to build a business, right? That's, that's the obvious part. Um, is I love making pieces that mean something to people that people value. That's where I get my joy. So, um, I have probably 15 or uh, probably 20 now different styles listed on my website that you can peruse and look at. And if something speaks to you, that's the exciting part for me. If it doesn't and you want to design your own, you can contact me through my website um, and let me know what you have in mind. And and we can work with you to see, see if we can make something that's completely your own.
0: All right. And we will be linking your social media and your website at the bottom of this so that people can access it with ease.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. I I love this opportunity. I'm excited to work with Explore Washington and um, love what you guys do.
0: Thank you so much, Graham, for being on today.